Happy new moon in Leo. This new moon at approximately 23 degrees of Leo becomes exact at 5.38 a.m. New York time, which is 9.38 Greenwich Mean Time today on Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Leo is a fixed fire sign that is represented by a lion, an animal that exemplifies pride, beauty, and power. Fixed signs in the zodiac come in the middle of a season and bring the energies of stability, endurance, and stubbornness. Fire signs come with high energy, vigor, passion, and outgoingness. Leo is ruled by the sun, which is that big ball of fire that all planets in our solar system rely on for light and sustenance. Leo rules over the fifth house in astrology, which is the house of pleasure. The themes of the fifth house include joy, fun, play, pleasure, creativity, and children. We have a stellium in Leo on this new moon with the sun, the moon, and the retrograde Venus all in Leo. During Leo season, the sun is at home in its own sign, so people are feeling comfortable in their own skin. Leo signifies the ego, charisma, and being seen in all our light, being illuminated fully by the sun. Leo is also associated with the abundance and all things golden as the sun appears golden in the sky. It's a time to be optimistic and to dream big. The sign of Leo supports manifestation of our biggest dreams. During Leo season, it's a time to let go of any fear of being seen in all your glory. Let go of any fears of how you are perceived. Be the unique you and bring out the most positive aspects of your personality. And we'll talk a lot more about bringing out your soul's personality through your human form later in this podcast so stay tuned with the sun and moon squaring uranus we are feeling eccentric demonstrative and even bombastic it's the best time of the year to really show off your most authentic personality it's a great time to partake in any fun or spontaneous activities it's a wonderful time to get back to childhood in any way that we can much like the Six of Cups shows to us in the tarot. What activities did you really enjoy when you were young? Could be something simple like walking on the beach and looking for sea glass, that was me, and you know, playing in a lake, that was also me, or making watercolors, that was also me. This is the best time in the year to do any of those activities that really bring out your inner child And we're going to actually talk a lot more about the inner child later in this podcast. So again, stay tuned. People's egos are a bit out of control at this time, though, due to it being all this Leo energy in the air, which exemplifies the ego, and also the Uranus square. So it's advisable to stay away from angry people and to be aware of your surroundings when walking in seedy areas. Feeling romantic. With the sun, moon, and Venus all conjunct an expressive, fun, and romantic Leo, this is the most romantic time of the year. If you are coupled, make sure you take advantage of this time and go on some fun dates. With Uranus's square, you and your partner will likely really enjoy dates that are especially spontaneous or adventurous. With Venus and Leo squaring Jupiter, we want to express ourselves extravagantly. Lots of singles will be meeting new partners during this time. The key is to be outgoing and to express yourself authentically. With Venus being retrograde, it may feel like you have turned back the clock in your relationship and that things are once again exciting and pleasurable. 
On the flip side, though, it is possible that problems from the past could reemerge to be worked through once again. Many people will also be reconnecting with ex-lovers. In fact, this new moon could serve to restart some relationships that were put on hiatus. It's a second chance type energy. Remember to be discerning, though. Ask yourself whether your desire to reconnect with or even try again with a past lover is an impulse stemming from pain or whether it's a soul-guided initiative. Spending extravagantly and greed. With Jupiter and Taurus squaring Venus and Leo, we're going to want to spend money liberally. If you can afford it, buy whatever is in your heart's desire. But if you are on a budget, be mindful of that budget as the tendency now will be to overspend and possibly set yourself up for financial trouble later on. Also, many unscrupulous characters will be acting out of greed during this time as this is also a very greedy energy. Be discerning and avoid getting scammed. Getting things done, good fortune in business, and physical health. Mercury and Mars conjunct in Virgo form a supportive trine to lucky Jupiter in earthy Taurus. With this earth trine, the energy is really good right now to get things done in the real 3D world. It's a great time to cross things off your to-do list. Also, with all of the Virgo energy, it's a great time to make to-do lists. Personally, I love making lists as a Virgo moon. It's also an auspicious time for business matters. It's a good time to negotiate contracts, have business meetings, and to plan future events. Virgo rules over physical health, as does Mars. So, with Mars and Virgo trining Jupiter, it's an advantageous time to improve your physical health. Try new supplements or homeopathy, commit to a new diet, or begin a new exercise routine. And, you know, FYI, if you've been suffering with any chronic, mysterious, or long-term physical or mental health issues, and you might want to have a, a reading, a perspective from a medical intuitive, I've been doing medical intuition work for many years, and I've helped many, many people with their chronic, frustrating, debilitating uh, issues, both physical and or mental. And I would love to be of assistance to you if you would like my perspective on things. My medical intuitive readings do include a protocol that you can keep with you with recommended supplements and other initiatives for your health that you can run by your health professionals and use them to improve your health. So you can go to my website. It's youareadivinehuman.org, all spelled out, youareadivinehuman.org. And go to the private sessions tab and click on medical intuitive readings. Emergence of your healing gifts. The sun and moon trine Chiron, which is known as the wounded healer in astrology, creating a supportive energy for our healing gifts to emerge. If you're someone that doubts your abilities or compares yourself to others and, you know, maybe you have the illusion that you're behind Know that you are gifted. You are. It's just that everyone's gifts express themselves in different ways, and these gifts emerge at different periods in one's life. Eventually, everyone on this planet will be telepathic and psychic, I do strongly believe. Be patient with yourself and know that you are on the right path. If you have had any sorts of gifts emerge, even in fleeting moments, you are ahead of most of the world. With Neptune sextiling the retrograde Pluto, the doorways to the spirit world are very open around this time. 
mediumship, astral travel, premonitions, guided meditations, and more will likely be extra powerful at this time. And if you've never met one of your spirit guides, it's really easy as long as you're able to do some basic guided meditation. Go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org, on your laptop or desktop, and sign up for my free email newsletter, and you'll get to download my MP3 that is a short 12-minute guided meditation to meet your spirit guides and activate your psychic gifts. And I I created that years ago, but I get emails all the time from people that downloaded it, and they said it was the first time they ever met a guide uh, in the astral realm was through this meditation. So go and get that on my website if you haven't already downloaded that. Pluto is still closely squaring the North Node in Aries, giving us a strong energetic push to be stepping fully into our highest paths as healers, intuitives, and spiritual leaders. It's so important now to really believe in yourself because the world needs your gifts so much right now. We just had a, a retreat that I ran up here in the mountains of New York and people flew in from all over North America. It was a wonderful experience. And I did a lot of trans-channeling from the Syrians, from the Pleiadians, from the Lyrans. And we communicated with Gaia herself. And a consistent message throughout the retreat from these channeled sources was how desperately we need people to wake up faster and faster and faster now. There's a lot of darkness on the planet and the darkness is really active right now. And we just really need to step on the gas pedal and accelerate. So this Chiron trine and this square between Pluto and the North Node, this type of energy, although we're seeing a lot of chaos out in the world, we the, the energy is also on the flip side, creating the opportunity for the emergence of gifts, not just for people that are already on the spiritual path, like you likely listening to this, and, and myself, but also for people that are just waking up or just having those first few breadcrumbs of their awakening. Like think back to when you had those first through first few breadcrumbs of your awakening, right? And it, it's confusing, but it's exciting. And you just get this feeling like something is, you're heading somewhere and you start to have these glimpses of extra sensory perceptions or gifts, you know, as, as we would call them. And uh, even though they might be fleeting, they're showing you that there's so much more to, to life than what you already thought. And this is, this is the type of energy we have right now. So whether you're a, a newbie to the spiritual path, and I know a lot of you listening are, or you're someone that's very experienced like myself, utilize this time to really push forward with your psychic gifts. And one of the best ways that I've found is to work with the tarot. I began my career in this whole spiritual world professionally as a life coach, a Reiki healer, and a tarot reader out of a psychic shop. And I have had the tarot along with me ever since. I took a few years off from it, and then I came back to it and really dove much deeper into it and became so fascinated by it on a level I hadn't even been been into before and i felt so inspired 
that I created a course about the tarot and I went really in depth with it. I call it the comprehensive tarot reading course because it's 13 weeks long. It's live. It's on Saturdays with me on Zoom with people from all over the world, whether you're a beginner, whether you're an intermediate, or even if you're advanced. I've had several advanced people that have taken the course just to refine their expertise with the tarot. It has been beneficial for all levels. You get a certification at the end of the course. You get a free 45-minute coaching and reading session with me to help you along with the course. There's lots of practice time. And I have an early bird special 30% off if you sign up by the Saturday. So go to my website, youareadivinehuman.org. Go to that events, courses, and webinars page, and you can register for the tarot course there. Again, you do get a certification with it. And it is, I think, the most comprehensive way to learn the tarot because I've gone so in-depth. It took me so many ridiculous hours to create this course. I I went into every corner that I could possibly think of uh, as far as teaching the tarot goes. So uh, check that out on my website. Again, youareadivinehuman.org. If you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and just go to that uh, pinned comment and you'll see all of my links there. And now moving on with the podcast. Bringing out your highest personality and your authentic voice. The ego is not inherently bad. The ego is much more complex than just saying it's bad. It's not. The truth is, is that the ego, and these are the the reason I'm mentioning this is because these are the lessons of Leo. The ego, and actually a better term that I like, is the ego personality is the vehicle that is necessary for the experience of being almost any type of physically incarnate being. Your soul chooses a particular predetermined personality in each lifetime that will allow the soul to experience life from a particular individuated unique perspective. In total, you likely have hundreds or thousands of these unique individuated perspectives that account for all the experiences of your soul on earth in different bodies, in different timelines, in different time periods, different geographic locations, different ethnic backgrounds, different family upbringings and cultures, different economic climates, different geographic climates. And this all forms a complete wheel of experience. And to simplify this, think of it as your soul experiencing the unique perspective of all 12 signs of the zodiac wheel over and over again so that your soul can experience the totality of the zodiac wheel while here on earth. I believe that the day and the time of your that you're born is predetermined by your soul so that your astrology is predetermined. And you know, me being an astrologer, I can look at someone's natal chart and tell them so much not just about their personality but about their obstacles and their their soul's lessons and their soul's purpose and is their likely career paths and so much. And, you know, by the way, if you want to uh, have me read your chart for you, just sign up for my Ascending as One program. There are still spots left for VIP in August. You can go to my website, youaredivinehuman.org. Go to that events page. You'll also see Ascending as One there. And uh, you get a 20-minute reading with VIP. And I can definitely read your chart for you in those readings. So your soul wants to experience life through your unique perspective. Your unique ego personality is not a barrier to ascension. 
Rather, it is the vehicle through which you are meant to experience the ascension. This new moon chart really exemplifies the importance of individuality due to not just it being a Leo new moon, but Venus being in Leo and the sun and moon squaring eccentric and unique Uranus. Changing up your look and wardrobe would be a really great way to align with the energies of this new moon for the same reasons. During a Venus retrograde, it's a great time to vet and clean out our, our possessions with it occurring in Leo. The focus is on anything aesthetic, clothes, fashion, makeup, hairstyle, luxury items, etc. As you go through your ascension process, your personality will inevitably shift and evolve. Some of the shadow aspects of your personality that show up in your natal chart, for example, the negative, immature, and unhealthy tendencies of ego will dissolve away and you will embody more and more of the most positive, healthy, and spiritually mature aspects of your particular ego personality. So much of the ascension process is this journey from ego to soul, but what we don't always realize is the soul it has a personality itself. So really, we're moving to our true personality, which is the personality of the soul. What's dissolving are those negative aspects of ego. And I actually created a, a whole really powerful webinar called Dissolving the Ego. And there are 12 energetic activations in there to assist in transmuting those negative aspects of ego. And so if some of the other stuff on my website is out of your, your budget, for example... Go to that events course and webinars page and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page until you see Dissolving the Ego. And that is only $33 and it's very, very powerful uh, in helping you to move forward on this ascension process, dissolving some of these negative aspects of ego. One of the best ways to bring out that highest personality is to purify ourselves. As empaths, we tend to sponge up other stuff from other people, and if we don't know how to set boundaries with others and shield or cleanse ourselves spiritually, we won't be able to experience our highest personalities coming to life. You can't be fully you if you're expressing all sorts of crap from others. Think about if you are trying to ascend vibrationally, which we are, that's what the ascension process essentially is. We're attempting to rise up levitate so to speak in vibration well if we're carrying energetic weight with us then it prevents us from being able to move up vibrationally so a lot of this weight if we're honest comes from other people it's not even ours so the more we can purify ourselves and remove this energetic weight do cord cutting cord removal if you've never done the archangel michael 21 day cleanse go to my website it's free, youaredivinehuman.org. Go to under the more section. You'll see the uh, Archangel Michael cleanse there. That can be life-changing, just doing that. Uh, and you should do it once a year if you feel like you've taken on more crap, you know, not just from others in the physical, but maybe in the astral as well. And, and of course, you know, we, sh we need to always be cleansing, not always, but once in a while be cleansing from entities and, and stuff in the astral realms anyways. But uh, do that Archangel Michael 21-day cleanse if, if you haven't yet. But anything you can do to, uh, to remove negative cords, to clear your energy field, use Palo Santo and Sage daily, use grounding and cleansing crystals, protective crystals. You know, pray to Archangel Michael for protection, for cleansing. Use guided meditations 
or just simply see yourself in the violet flame. See yourself surrounded by white light that purifies you. It's just very important to do spiritual hygiene, spiritual hygiene. And again, if you want to go more in depth, I offer so much. There's also a whole webinar called Spiritual Hygiene uh, Grounding uh, and Grounding 101. And that's on that uh, events course and webinars page as well. All sorts of different methods in there for spiritual cleansing. So, and, and even just simply going in the ocean, going in a lake, going in a river, exercising, uh, grounding, bare feet on the ground. There's so many tools we can use to cleanse our energy fields. And it's just important that we're doing that. It's very important that we're not carrying other people's weight or just stuff we've picked up with us. Around this new moon and over the course of the next 28 days is the time to highlight the most positive and charismatic aspects of your ego personality. I feel like myself as a Leo rising, I kind of am an ambassador for this point. Don't be afraid to let yourself loose and to let yourself shine. You deserve it. I feel like I have a pretty good sense of humor. You can look to my YouTube channel. Uh, I, of course, am the resident astrologer here on Higher Self, but I also have my own YouTube channel. The link is in the uh, pinned comment below here on Higher Self. And uh, very soon, very soon, sometime this month, I will be dropping a stand-up comedy set that I did at my uh, retreat last week uh, up here in, in the mountains in New York. Uh, I made people laugh. So that's my one of my gifts as a Leo Rising is having a good sense of humor. I think without having a good sense of humor, my life would be really boring and really depressing. And I definitely wouldn't have the opportunity to meet and interact with so many cool people. So to me, I, you know, I think my sense of humor is one of my soul aspects. It's, it's, and it probably comes all the way from my Syrian self. I know it comes all the way from my Syrian self. Uh, let me know if you also you know, have a strong sense of humor. Let me know if humor is also important to you. To me, it's one of the most important things in life is humor. Um, and I, I've always really looked up to those teachers out there that are funny. And, uh, well, now I'm in the position where a lot of people tell me that the re one of the reasons they like to follow me is because I'm funny. So that's definitely one of my soul's even personality aspects. So here are some journaling questions. Feel free to pause the podcast uh, in between each question. Do take some notes down or do some journaling to help you to really understand your ego personality, what parts come from the soul self, and what aspects still might be to might need to be transmuted. Which aspects of my personality am I most proud of? Which aspects of my personality serve others best? Which aspects of my personality feel most associated with love? Which aspects of my persona personality do I feel come from my soul? Do I have a tendency to hide these most positive aspects of my personality? Am I afraid to be seen? Why might I have this fear of being seen? Where is it rooted? Is it rooted in childhood, teenage years, past lives, all of those? Could I allow myself to shine more? 
Which aspects of my personality are toxic, manipulative, codependent, or martyrish? What do I know deep down that I need to do better in order to transmute these negative patterns into healthier ones? How would my soul act in this body of mine? How would my soul speak? Leo is also associated with the inner child. Let's discuss. Honoring the inner child. Leo is the most childlike sign of the zodiac, bringing with it an air of freedom, play, and unabashedness. As a ruler of the fifth house, it rules over children. The inner child is an aspect that we all carry within, though unfortunately most of us forget that it is there as we journey from childhood to our teen years and into various stages of adulthood. As adults, we can become so disconnected with how it feels to be a child. Sometimes I get nostalgic, often I get nostalgic, recalling how amazing and adventurous everything was when I was a kid. How my friends and I would spend from after school until sundown playing sports and games in my backyard, taking breaks to drink my mom's delicious fruit punch. My yard was the biggest in the neighborhood, so all the kids would congregate there. And in the wintertime, we would build elaborate snow forts and go sledding often, taking full advantage of the overabundance of snow in western New York. I even built an ice rink, an entire ice rink in my backyard during the winter. Most adults in today's western world have become disconnected from their inner children. Society is structured in a way that most people don't have time to connect with their inner child as they are too busy just trying to earn enough money to survive. And many of those who do make more than enough to survive end up finding themselves lost in illusions and addictions like gambling, alcohol, drugs, pornography, or sexual obsession. In fact, one of the reasons that so many teens and adults find themselves so enamored with those things is that it gives them an outlet to play. And I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with gambling, alcohol, or substances, pornography, sex, whatever. It's just all about how they're used. Is it a healthy experience, expression of play and pleasure, or is it an addiction, an obsession, or escapism? And with Neptune, uh, you know, very much in play right now, sex, healing, Pluto, although it's a benevolent aspect, with Neptune activated, it's just something to pay attention to during Leo season especially, that you're not overindulging. That, and the Uranus square and the, and the Jupiter, uh, the Jupiter square Venus, the, those things can, um, you know, make it more uh, likely for people to fall into uh, these types of addictions or fall back and slide back into these types of addictions if they're not careful. We can find ways to play in more innocent ways. We can dance, we can sing, we can make silly faces, we can make jokes, we can throw snowballs at one another, maybe for those of you that are in New Zealand or <laughs> somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere. Doing an inner child meditation would be a great idea around this new moon. I like to take myself in my mind to a beautiful forest scene to do this type of work and really sink into that setting. I imagine my inner child approaching me from a distance down a trail and I check in with him. I ask him what he needs from me that I haven't been giving him. How happy is he with me with how much attention I've been giving to him or not? And a lot of people realize when you do this that 
wow, you've really been kind of uh, ignoring your inner child, even though you you didn't know you were. So when I do this, I embrace my inner child, I hug him, and I make sure he feels like I'm there for him and I'm listening to him. If you've never done an inner child meditation before, you might find that your inner child shows up actually at the age that you experience the most trauma and abuse. This is because whatever basic physical or emotional needs that weren't met by your caretakers at that age, that's what you spend the rest of your lifetime healing. The thing that's, that people say or do that trigger you most directly relate to those unmet needs of your inner child. As an awakening being, you now have the opportunity to heal your inner child and to experience the liberation of being a fully integrated, sovereign adult consciousness. To do this, we first must get to know the voice of the inner child and identify what needs he or she has. We have to be able to listen to and give credence to that inner child. When the inner child's needs haven't been met and then are continuously ignored during adulthood, the inner child must find a way to get the conscious attention of you. So the inner child will put on a scary mask, so to speak, and become the shadow. The shadow self can trigger you to act out in the darkest of ways or even attract people to treat you in nasty ways. The shadow self may sabotage your dreams and make it difficult for you to move forward. The good news is that by listening to the voice of the inner child, the inner child feels seen, heard, and acknowledged, and thus doesn't need to morph into the shadow to get your attention. It doesn't need to put on that scary mask. When we consciously make the choice to honor those needs that the inner child has, let us know that he or she has, we can make rapid leaps forward in our spiritual development. Here's some questions to ask yourself, and again, ideally pause the video or the podcast during each after each question and journal on these to help you get into deeper communion with your inner child. If I had to guess, what would my inner child say about my life as it is now? Would they be happy about it? If I had to guess, what would my inner child say about my current living situation, my environment? Does my environment make my inner child happy or not? If I had to guess, what would my inner child say about my current job or career? Does my current job or career make my inner child happy or not? If I had to guess, what kind of things have I been neglecting to give my inner child that he or she needs? What activities or creative endeavors from my childhood, my childhood have I neglected lately? Have I been taking life too seriously? Do I let myself fall into the trap of the seriousness of those around me? In what ways am I still mean or nasty to myself? How can I stop being mean or nasty to myself? Am I okay with failing? How can I learn to be okay and forgive myself when I fail or mess up? Do I forgive myself instantly or do I tend to hold things against myself? How could I practice more instant self-forgiveness? Do I tend to let others' negative emotions take me over? How could I avoid this pitfall? 
Am I okay looking silly or stupid to others? Does what others think of me actually really matter? Am I truly honoring my deepest desires? And if you go to the pinned comment below, you'll see that there's a link to the article version of this podcast, which has all the journaling questions written out for your convenience. And I just want to give my heartfelt condolences to those that have lost loved ones in Maui, to those that are in Maui that are suffering, to those that have lost their possessions and properties. And uh, just my heart goes out to everyone involved. I know there's a lot of people that are still waiting to hear from friends and family in Maui uh, and worrying and wondering where they are. And uh, the whole situation is just really tragic and, uh, and very dark. I've been praying, meditating a lot. We did uh, some a prayer circle on our Ascending as One call last Sunday. And we'll, we'll do one again this Saturday as well. And uh, I would encourage you to help. If you, if you can help financially, do so. And if you can't, then, you know, do the work as a light worker in your, through the astral realm with your third eye, because that, that work is doing something on a grander scale, this whole tragedy in Maui, there's so many elements to it. And some of them are are dark. We're coming back around 13,000 years later. And once again, uh, Lemuria, you know, is, is being attacked, I believe by Atlantis essentially. So it's it's tragic and it's it's disheartening to see on every level. However, it's also a sign that we're moving forward bullishly into the ascension. Because anywhere on the planet where there's a history of trauma and pain and scars, even all the way back to Lemurian Atlantis, this stuff will reemerge in one way or another so that those cobwebs of the stuck dense energy can be readdressed and ultimately cleared the 2020s were never going to be that smooth and uh they're not going to be there's going to be a lot of uh a lot of stuff around the planet over the rest of the decade but in a grander scale as awful as it all is there's a greater story that's unfolding and that is the story of the planetary ascension. Wishing you a fun, enjoyable, and auspicious new moon in Leo. With love, this is Matthew John. And again, all my links are in the pinned comment below. Please check them out. And if you have ever thought about learning the tarot, or if you have a tarot deck, but you kind of rely on Google to or, or a book for your interpretations of the cards, or if you kind of look, studied a little bit, watched some videos, maybe even done an introductory course, but you don't really feel confident enough to, you know, put out a table at a, at a psychic fair and start reading for people. My comprehensive tarot reading course will absolutely take you from wherever you're at to being able to proficiently read by the end of the course. In fact, I guarantee it that if you finish the course you absolutely will be able to read the tarot. So I love churning out tarot readers with great pride, actually. I'm proud to say that there's been three women that 
have taken my tarot course and then went on to become professional tarot readers. So, And I've also had two other professional tarot readers that were already professionals but took my course and they really got way better after they took my course. And there's actually a great testimonial from one of them, Avalon Kisby. She's way more famous than I am. Uh, and, all, and although she was already a, a pretty good reader, she really blew up after she took my comprehensive tarot reading course. You can actually see her testimonial on that events course and webinars page. So go to the pinned comment here on Higher Self and go to my website. Go to that events course and webinars page. And you can see all the information. You can see the whole class schedule. It starts September 16th. It runs all the way through February. There's lots of off weeks for integration. You get downloadable notes after each call. And you get that 45-minute reading with me included. And as I said, a certification of completion of the course showing the number of hours of study with myself. So if you are feeling a draw to the tarot, listen to that draw and sign up for the tarot course you will be absolutely thrilled when you complete the course and you can go to parties, you can go to dinner and show your friends and family that, hey, you can read the tarot now, right? Super, super exciting. Also, it's not too late to sign up for Ascending is One. That's my signature group Ascension Mentorship Program for August. You can download or stream the recording of the August 13th call, which was the real Law of Attraction, which really was so powerful I kind of cut through all the crap of the pop new age advice on the law of attraction, get to what really works. And we did all sorts of ex group exercises to craft our visions for the future and to really put them out there to the universe. And I really give you the cheat code to manifestation in this class. So make sure you download or stream the recording of the real law of attraction and then you'll also get access to the other three calls this month if you join VIP. You will get access to this Saturday, August 19th, Healing Your Father and Masculine Wounds. And then August 26th is Crafting Your Own EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique Sequences. And August 27th is Intro to Numerology. So it's a fascinating month of Ascending as One. If you sign up for VIP, I will squeeze you in for a reading on the last day of this month on August 31st. Um, so if you are available on August 31st for a reading and you want to do VIP, I can make that happen for you. You can also join tier two. It's a, it's a little bit cheaper and that will just get you access to the group calls this month. All the information on ascending is one is on my website on that courses, events, and webinars page. All right, everyone. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I look forward to speaking to you in two weeks on the upcoming full moon in Pisces. Until then, please remember to be kind to yourself, to be kind to others, to be kind to animals, and to be kind to the earth. With love, this is Matthew John.